0: To all my listeners welcome back to my podcast and today i would just like to start out with a quote this quote goes we accept the love that we think we deserve and some people may know exactly what this is from some people probably have heard it before some people probably have never heard it before this is from perks of being a wallflower and i'm a really big fan of this movie i've never once felt like i've really been a wallflower i've definitely always been pretty extroverted out there all that fun stuff but this quote really pertains to me because basically this episode i kind of want to go off of last episode um it was really hard for me to decide what to talk about because i'm like there's so much stuff in my life that i can talk about and it's hard for me to decide what comes next and then i realized like i gave this story to all of you 50 minute story about my ex-boyfriend and everything I went through with him, like, during the relationship, after the relationship, but I guess, like, and, you know, obviously I'm here because I struggle mentally with mental health and stuff like that, and, you know, the episode's called This is the Beginning, you know, Beginning to it All, and yes, like, it had a really big effect on me, but I feel like I didn't talk about the effect it had, I just talked about what happened, but not really what it caused, and a little bit about trust issues, but really mainly what it caused was me not feeling confident in myself i lost all self-esteem um and when i lost self-esteem i also lost a lot of self-respect and came with that like just doing stupid things that i wouldn't normally do um just partying a lot just doing things that just weren't me um you know and now it feels like that's kind of almost a part of who i am i've done really well with like therapy and kind of getting out of that now trying to get out of that cycle um but basically let's start with uh senior year of my high school I because I with my ex boyfriend we ended like midway through my junior year and then like end of my junior year it was like okay that f- that summer going into my senior year was like when I just started really like partying a lot and um going out and being with guys a lot and just like doing things that I look back and I'm not proud of, Um, and basically, there's three guys my senior year that um, kind of had an effect on me, and, like, I can use those as examples to describe my inability to create relationships with people, and then when I did create that relationship with someone, and it was really good, I self-sabotaged because I didn't think I deserved that. I didn't think I deserved someone who was good to me because of what I felt almost that I put someone else through. Like, I looked at my breakup with my ex and thought, like, it was my fault. Like, I'm the reason he felt this way. And then I started putting so much blame on myself and you start to, like, feel like you're not good enough for anyone in your life. Like, even my parents. And they've never once made me... They've never done things that have made me feel like I'm not good enough, but... I put those ideas in my own head and for my friends for my brother for boyfriends who aren't technically boyfriends but guys I was seeing I guess um, there was one guy in the beginning of uh, kind of like October ish of my or of my senior year and he was like one of the nicest guys I've ever been with um, we talked for like three months and And actually, this wasn't, like, I didn't really feel like I self-sabotaged. It was more just, like, things weren't moving quick enough for me, which I hate that sometimes I can be like that because I think it's best to move slow, especially now, like, in my life for me. Um, So I ended things with him, and it was really hard, but I wasn't ending it for someone else, really. Like, it was just because it wasn't, like... Sometimes I just feel like... I need more in a relationship, like, the passion and the, and the fights every once in a while, like, and I think that, like, also stemmed from my ex-boyfriend, like, we fought a good amount, and, like, and then we would make up, and it was just, like, back and forth stuff, and, like, it makes it not exciting, because that's, like, messed up, it's not, like, abuse, like, mental abuse is exciting at all, but it's just, like, it gives you something to hold on to, almost, it's weird. I don't know if that makes sense. But, so I didn't have that with this guy. So then, like, I started, I was with um, another guy who happens to be, who was, like, good friends with my my twin brother. And, like, we we had a complicated past because we were kind of on and off throughout high school. And, yeah, so, like, senior year, we ended up, um, you know, started hooking up and talking and we went on a few dates or whatever he was over like every weekend basically because he was friends with my brother and all that stuff and like I totally self-sabotaged that relationship I had with him like I think that he probably wanted I mean I'm not sure but I think he maybe wanted to date me and I think I definitely blew that because I it scared me like it scared me to think of getting into something deeper with someone because I don't want to then have to hurt them or then they have to hurt me because things aren't going to work out. Like my immediate reaction to things is like, things are not going to work out. Let's think about how it's going to be in the end. Like that's, that's how I was for a long time was like, just thinking about myself, like I was selfish. And I, you know, I ended up like, kissing someone else like on new years in front of him it was just it was messed up and i completely regret it. like i regret pretty much a lot of things i did in high school with when it came to guys i was with um so you know obviously things didn't work out between me and him um cuz i ended up we kind of were on and off we kept he kind of would end things and then we would be back again and it was just kind of back and forth stuff. And then I met someone else, my like three months after talking to him, it's like a three month rule almost, it's weird. It's actually really weird. Like after three months, I start getting freaked out. I start thinking, oh, it's it's real now. Like, so I met someone else who was also friends with my brother, but not as close, like they were just, been, kind of friendly same friend group ish kind of but I really liked him I really liked this guy and I I totally like regret everything I did to end things to self-sabotage things with this guy because I just think that like he was definitely a really good person like for me and we were good together and I think I just got scared of that And I got scared of us going to college. I got scared what that was going to be like doing long distance. Like I'm a very, I, I'm not like a physical touch person, but I'm a quality time person. Like I need that time with people. And like, that's why I don't think I could do a really long distance relationship. I mean, maybe if I'm really far into it, but so I ended up kissing someone else and he ended things with me. I was devastated. Uh, we still went to prom together, still went to his prom together, and, um, yeah, I mean, it was just hard, and then we kind of, kind of, like, got back together, I guess, like, I don't, like, not, we never dated, so, but we just, we definitely, I shouldn't have done what I did, basically, is the end of the story, or, like, at the end of the day, like, that's kind of what it is, like, I shouldn't have done that, but it's because of, my own head thinking that like I don't deserve this type of love, this type of affection, I don't deserve someone who is so good to me because I hurt someone else so I deserve to be hurt basically is what I thought and I also always was like for me after breaking my ex-boyfriend's heart like so badly I didn't want to do that to someone else again and for some reason in my own fucked up head I thought that you know kissing someone else them being mad at me would be easier for them to get over me than if I just were to end things with them and they would be like heartbroken over it and be sad. Like I don't want people to feel sad over me. Like after that with my ex, I just hated it so much, how sad he was, how much it was put on me as well. And just feeling his sadness through my sadness and just, it was too much for me to handle and I was already like really struggling with depression and trying to figure out stuff through therapy and nothing was helping. I I have this semicolon um on my wrist for a reason. Um, you know, I there's I just I couldn't handle it. And yes, that it comes it's me being immature, me being not able to be mature enough to be in a relationship with someone and I should have at the, It's like, you can't notice that at the time. Like, I can see it now because I've been in four or five years of therapy. Um, I'm studying psychology. I can actually understand how maybe things work now. And how trauma from past relationships is shown through you trying to build relationships with other people. Um, but anyways, you know, me and this guy, we kind of were on and off all summer. Um, and... I really loved him, um, and I thought he did too, and then some things happened, and we don't talk anymore, but that's just how it is, it happens, like, people drift, um, but, yeah, so, honestly, all throughout high school, like, my senior year, was just a really hard time for me to be able to create any sort of relationship with someone without sabotaging it, and just, like, bringing down destruction because like just destruct just destroying other people's lives because I was too selfish to realize like I just needed to be on my own I need to be on my own I need to not be with someone else because I wasn't there yet I'm still not there it's been what I don't know five years four years yeah and I'm still not able to fully like trust myself to be in a relationship with someone because I still don't feel like I deserve that type of love like I was just I was over break I was just home and I met this guy at a bar and he was like you know he was really really sweet and I really liked him like he was really nice to me like I don't even know it just was it flowed pretty well and so we started talking, we were texting all winter break, and he came to my dad's restaurant and like for like the Ravens game and we hung out a little bit. We were texting all break and part of me was just like really wanted it for myself, but also part of me was like, You're not there yet. You're not. And you need to just realize that, you know? And I'm really just trying to and I know this it's so cliche. When people say this, oh, I'm trying to work on myself. Like, I genuinely am. You can actually see up there. Um, well, it's backwards, so you probably can't see it. But I am doing the, well, I'm, I can never do the 75 hard challenge, but we're doing 75, 75 soft. But basically, it's, like, 45 minutes a day you work out. One day for recovery. Um, t- you read 10 pages a day. Uh, three liters of water a day. Only drink on social occasions. Um... And then, oh, and just, like, eat well, have a good diet, basically. Oh, and take my meds. meds is up there, too, because I need to make sure I'm taking my medication. But I'm really, like, I'm really trying to work on myself this year, at least for this whole semester. Like, I just want to work on myself. Honestly, for the rest of college, I just don't want a boyfriend or a girlfriend. Um, you know, I had a girlfriend um, summer going into my sophomore year. It was... It was awesome. It was, she was really awesome. Everyone loved her. Every single one of my friends loved her. I loved her. Like it was a really good relationship. But again, I wasn't ready to do a long distance thing. Um, we were only together for the summer, and you know, obviously going into it, I didn't think that I would feel that way. Like you know, obviously I was hoping maybe we could work it out, but I just, I just couldn't do it. Um, and I guess, like, to kind of switch gears, but, like, relate it to my ex-girlfriend, um, she, my, like I said, my love language is very quality time-like. Um, I don't like to be touched. Like, I mean, not touched, but, like, like physical t- touch for me, like, is not a huge thing. Like, I like it for most of the parts or whatever but if someone's love language is just like physical touch needs to be touching you at all times like you know it it just it just isn't for me um because i was sexually assaulted in high school my senior year of high school which also then affected a lot of my relationships like it affected my sex life a lot like sorry to family members listening, um, but it just, like, affected everything in my life, um, I didn't want to go to certain places because I was afraid I was going to see this person, like, I literally avoided certain places because I didn't want the chance to see this person, um, or these people, technically, it was two in one night, um, and, So, for me, physical touch has always been really hard. I just haven't been able to get down with it. Like, I don't know. I get really uncomfortable after it's, like, feels like it's been too long or just things like that. I just, I I get really uncomfortable, like, really quickly. Um, Like, if, I don't know, like, if I'm sleeping with someone in a bed, like, I don't like to be touched really when I sleep. Like, the whole cuddling, like, maybe for a little bit, but... I just would rather you be on your side, me be on mine, I I just, it's strange, because ever since I was sexually assaulted, I really look, I like, I've seeked male validation a lot, like, not in, like, a sense of, like, boy crazy, like, I'm outright boy crazy, like, saying, oh my god, where are the boys tonight, where are the boys, I need the boys, all that stuff, like, that's not how I am, but I definitely just seek for validation in myself, um, through guys, and, like, hooking up with guys, or, or getting attention from guys, because it makes me feel somewhat better about myself, like, it gives me some sort of confidence, but then it's like, I wake up in the morning, and I'm like, well, that just made me feel even worse about myself, like, It's like a cycle of, like, needing it and then hating it the next day. Like, and it sucks because it's like, how do you break that cycle without losing yourself completely? Like, how do I, how do I stop needing male attention, but then how do I not completely lose myself in doing so? Uh, It was a really hard thing. And I am still figuring that one out. That's still hard for me. Um... I've done better, um, but it's just, it's still, like, new to me. Especially because I, st- I started seeing a new therapist, um, I don't know how long ago, but she's incredible. Um, she's helped me more than, and I, I hate to say this because I don't, I don't mean, I don't know if my old therapist would ever even watch this, but if you are, Hi and no hate towards her at all. It just wasn't a great fit, but we were together for almost three years. And I started kind of like, not showing up to sessions a lot towards the end because she just wasn't right for me. She wasn't making me feel like my decisions were correct, basically. Um, And like, sometimes they're not, but it's like more of like, I, with lacrosse, I play lacrosse, for all who listening don't know. Um, I'm a junior now at Temple and play Division One here and medically retired this year um, for multiple reasons. I mean, I had really bad shin splints, really bad mental health problems, um, which I'm going to get into lacrosse for a whole other episode, probably, because there's so much to touch upon on that subject. Um, but anyways, yeah, so... Now I've completely lost my train of thought. Um but yeah, so I'm trying to remember what I was just talking about. Um Mental health in lacrosse. I'm gonna take a brief intermission to try and remember what I was talking about. Okay, I got it. So yes, I started stop not showing up to sessions towards the end with my therapist and because like I really struggled mentally with lacrosse because of injuries. There's been so much injuries, so much mental, so much just problems. And I would complain about it a lot. I complain about, you know, like, anything. I mean, I'm just a girl. (laughs) No, I'm just kidding. But, like, for real, like, I am just a girl. I'm just trying to get through my day. And I'm going to complain. We're all going to complain. And you're my therapist. I look to you to complain about stuff that I don't feel like complaining about to other people because I don't want to be, like, a burden to other people to sit there and complain all the time. I know how annoying that is. I don't want to run my friend's ear off because I'm annoyed because I'm injured and I can't play or whatever. Like, you know, they have their own stuff to worry about. And she kind of just would say stuff like, I don't understand why you don't just quit, like, blah, blah, blah. And for me, like, I just was like, you're not helping me here at all. Like... I could say I hate, it. I could say one day, like, I hate it so much, blah, 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 like, but it was never like, well, why do you think that we feel this way? Like, what's the deep issue? Like, what's the deepest issue? Like, not getting to the bottom of it, it felt just like, well, then just quit. And like, that's not the solution I'm looking for. I'm not looking to quit. I also need to be here. I don't have many choices. Oh, down goes my hat. I don't have many choices for for college like lacrosse is the way that i'm able to pay for my my college so she just like didn't help much with that um and i just just kind of stopped seeing her i should have just been like hey we're done but i kind of just stopped trying to sessions and she wrote me like this long email like i think it's best we don't see each other anymore and i was like oh cool okay so that was kind of annoying but i was just like i kind of i was basically just like yeah i agree Wish you the best of luck, like, you know, whatever, and I'll go find someone else. So, now, I'm actually seeing my counselor from 6th grade, who was my, she was my guidance counselor at St. Paul's when I was in 6th grade, so that's really funny. She's now helping me in my adult life. Forming connections and relationships with people. It's just hard. Uh, It's just hard. And even, like, friendship-wise, like, you know, I've struggled a lot with friends like, here, I guess, at school, um, like, not a lot, just, like, it's just, sometimes it's really hard to let people all the way in, um, you know, I shared, like, with my team about my sexual assault, I share, like, which I'll talk about again on another episode, um, but, like, it's just, like, I don't know, it's not even about, like, letting people in, Cause it's like, I'll like, you know, I'll, I'll tell you about my life. I'm sitting here on a podcast telling you all about my life. So that's not really the problem for me. It's just like keeping someone steady in my life is hard. Um, you know, I have my few friends, I have a pretty big friend group at home who are like my people to this day and will always be my people, will always be my friends, um, will be at my wedding, probably the bridesmaids in my wedding, and my neighbor will be probably the maid of honor, and I like those, I liked having that solid foundation, and that's also a good thing about being on a lacrosse team, is you have a pretty solid foundation, I mean, there's the ups and downs, there's the drama, of course, but for the most part, it's a pretty solid foundation you have with your teammates, and it's like a built-in friend group you already have, Um, you know, you're not always going to get along, um, but building relationships, building friendships with these people is all part of college. It's all part of growing. And especially for me, it's part of growing because I mean, if I can learn how to build friendships, then maybe I can learn how to build relationships. And I think that's something I really realized recently is I need to build friendship connections with people first to really feel a certain way about them. Um, I would like to, just I just don't want the I don't like the dating like scene now I don't like matching with someone on a dating app going on a date with them and you know them expecting you to hook up or like I don't also like I don't like eating dates like dinner dates if you ever want to ask me on a date probably any of you which none of you probably will but if you weren't to ask me on a date please do not take me to dinner. Please don't take me to lunch or breakfast or... I don't want a meal. I really don't want a meal. Because then I feel awkward sitting next to you for the first time. Like, I, I first dates are always nerve-wracking. Take me laser... Let's go play laser tag. Let's go to um, Sky Zone. Let's go to Earth Tracks. Let's do some crazy shit. Let's not... I don't want to just, like... I don't want to sit across the table from you and eat food. Like... I don't know like i that's not even about the eating part. it's about the awkward talking and small talk like I'd rather just do something crazy so that you can maybe realize like see immediately if you like me or not like if i'm if I'm that type of person for you like whatever I think I just when it comes to building relationships i just I want to feel the friendship first and the trust in the friendship first like. Reciprocating, so like I tell you stuff and you tell me stuff, like but like in a friendship way first, like not like oh, we just had sex, now tell me your deepest, darkest secret. I don't know, that's I don't want to do that. I don't want to, I don't want to hook up and then you know, then we get to know each other. I, I'm sick of that. And which, first of all, that doesn't even happen most of the time. Most of the time, you hook up with someone, and you just never see them again, or they just never talk to you again because that's just how it is that's college that's that's men in college um so you know that's a whole other thing but and that's also like caused me issues like at this point in my life with like men in college and creating relationships with people um you know women it's different like women can get pretty attached pretty quickly um or they just or like i mean girls i've been with i've been it's been good, it's, I've never had, like, really issues with girls before, maybe just one girl here was a little crazy, but, like, I mean, I've only been with, like, a few girls, but, like, the ones I have been with, like, nothing's ever really been bad besides one person, um, but, yeah, like, men in college have made me also not want to date anyone, because you make it this culture of, like, you know, you just hook up with people, and then you just leave. And it's like, how am I supposed to trust anyone? Because it's, like, so easy for people to just leave. And I hate that. And it just makes me, like, not want to meet someone here. Like, sorry, I'm probably not going to meet the love of my life at Temple University. And if, you know, if I'm wrong, and this video surfaces and comes back to haunt me, you know... Oh, well. Good. I'm at the love of my life. But I doubt it. So. Because I just don't think I'm... I just don't think I'm there yet. For a while, I don't think I'm going to be there. Sorry, there's a hair. Um. And that's okay. I finally kind of tried to realize, like, that's okay. And I need to stop forcing the idea of a boyfriend on myself. Or a girlfriend. Like, I need to stop... Like... I want a boyfriend, I want a boyfriend, I want a boyfriend, I want a girlfriend, I want a girlfriend, I want a girlfriend. Like, I need to stop that. Because that's what I... Unfortunately, like, I really think that that's what led me to get a boyfriend in the first place. Um, not my ex-girlfriend, like, that was different, honestly. We... I really... I think that I wasn't really looking, but we hit it off really well and we started dating. That's, you know. But my ex-boyfriend, like... I definitely at the time just really wanted a boyfriend. And you kinda, I kind of just like went into this without really knowing him, um, you know, I knew a bit about him. Um, but when someone, I forget if I talked about this um, in the other episode, but this is a really important piece to the entire story of my ex-boyfriend. And i think i definitely mentioned it but i'm going to mention again when someone is addicted to something i know you can't attack technically be addicted to weed like i get that um but mentally when you are dependent on it to keep you sane to keep you happy to keep you to do normal things throughout your day and help you get out of bed like you are dependent on that drug and when I came into his life, um, he was really depressed. Really, really depressed. He had been going through a lot with his family, and I get it. But you cannot, you cannot use someone as a source of happiness. You just can't. And I I, I can be that way sometimes. Like, sometimes I lean on others as a source of happiness, as a, as a source of love, as a source of comfort. Like, you just can't lean on people. You cannot expect someone to be your source of happiness. That's not fair to them. That's not, right, it wasn't fair to me to be his only source of happiness and then feel like I took that away from him when I broke up with him. How are you supposed to live with yourself after that? How are you supposed to feel about yourself after dating someone for eight months and thinking that you were in love with them and that all of that stuff, whatever, and then you think that you just tore their entire life apart and it's all your fault? You cannot blame someone for taking away your happiness because they were your happiness that's not fair it's not fair to them and I've done it I've absolutely done that to other people I mean I've never blamed them for leaving me and being like you know you were my only source of happiness like not like that but I definitely have found myself relying on other people for my own benefits like I said like I look through validation, I look for validation through men sometimes, and compliments, and going out, and you know, getting a guy to talk to me, and flirt with me, whatever, like, I seek validation that way, and I shouldn't, but it's a lot easier said than done, like, it's not that easy to just be like, oh, I, you know, I'm enough, I'm worth it, I'm good enough, I deserve good love, I deserve happy love, I deserve all of it, it's not easy to look at yourself and say that and then actually believe it sure I can look at my in the mirror and say that a million times Like you are beautiful. You are perfect at the end of the day. That's you're not you're, you're not always gonna feel that way And it's really really hard to feel that way You know, there's only been a few times in my life that I've probably ever felt like I'm good enough or I deserved you know the world um, you know, no matter how many times like Sure, we've all had people been in our lives oh you deserve the world you deserve all this you deserve all that that's not gonna change the way that you see yourself you know you're still gonna think no i don't you know like like i said in the beginning of this episode we accept the love that we think we deserve because of our past relationships and our trauma from our childhood from um you know for me like friendships that i had in high school with certain people Um, the way they treated me, um, all that type of stuff, Um, there's so much that goes into realizing what you deserve, and the love that you deserve, and for me, it just was, I just never felt like it was, if I was, I was ever going to be enough for someone, and I'm finally, like, am getting to the point where I feel, like, confident in myself, getting more confidence, getting more comfortable in my own body has always been a, a problem too. Like, I used to be this this thin growing up. Um, and when you start getting older and you start putting on that weight, it messes with your head. And it again, messes with your self-image and it messes with you thinking that you, you don't like the way you look, so then you don't have self, you don't have any like self-esteem, you don't have confidence. So then you lacked self-respect, you lack it. I I lacked, I would say, a lot of self-respect. I've gotten to a point where I'm getting there. It's just hard to, you know, to respect yourself sometimes when you regret a lot of decisions you made and also, like, when you aren't fully comfortable with the way that you look sometimes. And, yeah. So, I guess... The biggest thing I kind of have to say is just, like, sometimes it's just, like, it's always hard after you've been through traumatic experiences to, you know, create new relationships with people. There's gonna be past drama. There's gonna be stuff that you have to move past and learn from and learn how to grow from that. And it's hard. It's really hard. I mean, look at me. It's been four years and I'm still trying to get there you know it takes time and i guess it's just allow the process to work allow the time allow yourself to take as much time as you need um don't try to force a relationship on yourself don't try to you know tell yourself that you don't deserve the love that you deserve you know if you're a good person and you know i mean as long as you don't cheat you're you know you're a loyal person you're you try your best to make other people happy and just the simple things in life you deserve happiness and love from a good-hearted person not you know so it's just and but that's like I said easier said than done it's easier to look at yourself and be like I deserve the world when really you're laying in bed at night like wow like I, no one likes me, like, I, you know, I hate the way I look today, or just things like that, like, I absolutely get those thoughts all the time, especially for me, it's the worst when I go to bed, and I just, you just, I really get into my thoughts at night, and I think something that's helped me a lot is journaling, um, I have two books from Amazon, one's called The Sad Book, and one's called The Anger Book, Angry Book, And just, it's literally exactly how it sounds. Each page has a different prompt and you write about the prompt. What's a moment from your childhood that really upset you or really lingers still like in your adulthood? Um, You know, what did they say today, today that made you angry? Just little things like that to just get it out of your system. Because if you're able to get your emotions out of your system before you go to bed and instead of keeping them bottled up, it helps so much with again bringing this back to creating relationships with people um you know i've had on and offs with a lot of people and i've realized that bottling up the your emotions is the quite literal worst thing to do when it comes to relations relationships with people because it's gonna come out eventually it's gonna come out you're gonna explode and you're gonna say things that maybe you do mean but you didn't mean for them to come out that way, you didn't mean to sound like a total raging bitch like I have been there. I have been to this these places where I just lose control because I have everything bottles up inside of you and then you just you just lose it and That's why, I I mean, I've always said everyone needs a therapist. But if you don't want a therapist, you don't want a therapist. Doesn't matter. But journaling really helps. Literally just, like, honestly, do this. Do a podcast for just yourself if you want. Just talk to yourself. Like, sometimes it just helps to get it all out there and just forget about it. Because keeping, keeping that stuff, like, inside is... It's just... It's too hard for you mentally. And... That's what causes people to break at the end of the day when you keep stuff bottled up inside. You know, I look at people who I have two two of my good friends um, who are, they're older, two years older than me. And they play lacrosse here. They're on my team, and two of the most straightforward girls I know. They sure they have sure they have their mental health. Everyone has mental health stuff. Pr- basically, everyone I would say, but these two girls, like I noticed that like. First of all, their confidence levels are through the roof because they will say whatever they feel to your face. You know, they say you say something that you, they don't agree with, immediately they're gonna tell you. They're not gonna sit back and be like, go, you know, talk, like, I mean, let's be real, I've done this, we've all done this. Like, someone says something you don't agree with and you just are like, mm, don't really look at them, whatever, and then five seconds later you're talking shit about them behind their back to someone else. Like, but these other girls I know don't do that. They, write, they will straight up, like, snap at you and be like, no, that's not okay. Or don't say that shit around me. Like, and it makes it, like, almost, like, instilled this type of, like, fear, almost, because it was like, damn, like, they're scary. Because, like, they're gonna tell you, they're gonna be honest with you, they're gonna say stuff straight to your face. And, like, people don't like that. People think that you're a bitch if you do that. But I, I think you have, I think everyone should do it. I think everyone should do it. I mean, maybe there's certain things to hold back, but, like, for the, for the most part, yeah. Like, so, I don't know. To end it, I just would say, me, I would say building relationships with people is always hard. Even if you're not, like, even if you don't have, like, a traumatic ex-boyfriend or, you know, you had a good childhood or you had, you've had a great life. Making relationships with people is still really hard. It doesn't matter. And everyone's been through different things that have that causes them to have different issues. And well, these are just my issues uh, that I just shared with all of you today. So I hope you enjoyed my podcast and me ranting today about all of my issues on creating relationships with people. And I will see you next time. Thank you.